If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'd see him sitting on that couch all day long, just staring at that Hollywood hogwash. Our favorite show was Hollywood Hogwash. Hey everyone, welcome to a uh, bonus episode of Hollywood Hogwash. I'm Andrew Pisano, along with Josh Reese. So we decided to do this. Because the Better Call Saul finale was Monday night and we didn't want to wait an entire week to review it because we have a couple of other shows coming out that we're going to have to review. Plus, we just wanted to get a jump on this, but it, it is Monday night. The series finale, you know, just ended a couple hours ago and uh, I'm still processing everything that has happened no. Uh, I'm not doing too well. Um, how are you holding up there, Josh? Uh, well, I can see from uh, your name, uh, Dead Inside. And, yes. Uh, also mine, Heartbroken. Uh, uh-huh. And I'm wearing a shirt, Two Roses, for the end of Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Yeah. So I just had to give props. It's uh, I'm having a tough time, Andrew. This was 15 years of my life, and it's now over. That's true. My uh, God. Yeah. 2008. The end of an era. End of an era. I started watching Breaking Bad in 2013. So I I basically binged all of Breaking Bad like after like after it ended I watched it. Okay. I didn't watch Breaking Bad till it ended. So it hasn't as it hasn't been as long, you know, time-wise cuz I didn't start watching in 2008, did you? I got into it at the end of season one. People were talking about how great it was, and I was like, "Man, I'll give it a chance." Okay. I loved Malcolm in the Middle, and right. uh, I gave it a chance, and I just never stopped after that. But but yeah, you're right. It's it's yeah, it's like a piece of you is gone now that the show has ended. Yeah, and you know I what? Take this uh, shit so seriously. Unlike the end of uh, Breaking Bad, where you knew that you know there might be a, a something else on the horizon, but yeah. there's nothing. It seems like there's nothing else on the horizon. No, it's it's over, and, and it yeah. it probably should be over. I mean, yeah. how, when do you get you, you get a, a critically acclaimed show? You know, in my opinion, Breaking Bad's the best show ever, sure. uh, at least drama wise, and and Better Call Saul's probably the second best show ever because they're really <laughs> one the same. Uh, but but yeah, like, what are the chances you do this amazing show and then you do a spinoff? And it's like almost just as good as the original. Like it's it's still amazing. Like that never happens. No, I mean I love Game of Thrones, and they're yeah. about to have their own sequel or prequel. prequel. 
But like the end of Game of Thrones was trash. You know, the end of Breaking Bad was amazing. And it just wanted you to, it just made you want to, you know, watch Saul even more. Right. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a part of you, like you said, that's gone. And Saul was a a fan favorite because he was like the funniest one in the show. Yeah. And it, it was great because it kind of, you know, you got to see more of those characters that you loved in Breaking Bad. You didn't get Walter White or Jesse Pinkman, but you got Mike. Mike was got... also a beloved character, yeah. Yes, yeah, and he was back in this episode too. I mean, like the only cameo that we didn't get was right. uh, was Gus. <laughs> that was the only one. No Gus. <laughs> uh, no Skyler, even though she's she was listed in the IMDb credits for this episode, uh, oh. but we got her sister. So I, I was a shocker. I, was a I shocker. read uh, this interview. I think it's with Rolling Stone. I believe it was with Peter Gould. And they were asking him, like, were there any other cameos that you wanted? And he was like, well, we didn't want to, like, overstuff it. Obviously, I would love to have everyone, but we didn't want to overstuff it. But, like, with with Marie, Mike, and Walter, it's like he's getting a visit from, like, you know, the three ghosts. like uh, Of Christmas past. Christmas, Christmas past. Yeah, exactly. Christmas present. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I kind of was, like it was. I thought that was Yeah, fun. that's really like how it was. Yeah, you got Mike as the ghost of Christmas past, <laughs> right? Uh, and then you, oh my God, you even had Chuck. Chuck, Chuck. came back. Yeah, oh, this uh, this episode just tugged on too many heartstrings. I know, and I I Rough. just love the 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 face turn at the end. You know, <laughs> yeah. for all the just... non wrestling fans, yes, yeah, so I ended up doing the right thing. This this is this is the most notes I've ever taken. Oh God! Uh, probably ev- for anything we've done on Hogwash, it's so much. It's it was a really really good episode. You you got yeah. this. You watched it a little bit later than I did, so uh-huh. I got to watch it a second time, and I oh, still really? popped. I still popped it every single time I popped the first time. It was great. Like everything still landed. It was awesome. Yeah. All right. So let's. We're gonna start from the beginning of the episode. We actually mm-hmm. like. Actually, I think we're going to review it like chronologically, like from how it was on the show. Okay. Because lately, you know, back when it was, there was Jimmy's uh, story, then there was Mike's story and, and, and Gus's story. But this was all basically just Jimmy, you know? Uh, Jimmy so, being an asshole. <laughs> Jimmy, well, yeah, for the most part. But um, so the series finale, the cold open is an extra scene from when Saul and Mike were stuck in the desert together. Was that season four? Or was that season five? I can't remember. It was probably season four. It might have been five. I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those. It's one of those. um, Right. And you just, you recently rewatched the entire series. Yeah. Uh, That was when Lalo made. This was when Lalo was Jimmy. Yeah, and he had to go get the drug money to bail him out of yeah, jail. Yeah, he made Jimmy go get the drug money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my and I, I should have known, but that car that we saw last episode was the one that Jimmy flipped over, his car that he went to go pick up the drug money. Yeah. So, so. you remember how I was like, Oh, Jimmy's gonna get in a car wreck, blah 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 blah, and that's how yeah. he's gonna get caught. So we used to throw uh, you off. It threw me off. So they find a well, they take a break and Saul fantasizes about splitting the seven million dollars with Mike and building a time machine. Right. And you know, of course, Mike is like, okay, whatever. But he he 
he asked Mike, you know, what would you, what would you do? Where would you go if you can go back in time? And mm-hmm. at first he says December something of 2001. I'm assuming that's when his son was killed. I would imagine so. Probably, yeah, uh, probably right. But then he says, no, actually March 17th, 1984, because that's the day I took my first bribe. Damn. Showing that he's regretted this entire life. Well, I just love how, like, you'll see the breadcrumbs later, but, like, everyone is regretting everything that they did. Mm. But Saul, Jimmy, is the only one that really didn't have any regrets until, you know, what happened. Well, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he struggled to clearly learn his lesson. So then Mike says he'd also go into the future to make sure that certain people were okay. Um. You know, obviously his his granddaughter. His granddaughter. And, and maybe if if he also didn't take that bribe, maybe his son, you know, would still. Who knows, right? Would still. Be yeah, alive. yeah, that's right. Uh, so Saul says he would go back to May tenth, nineteen sixty five, because that's the day that Warren Buffett took over at Berkshire Hathaway. <laughs> he put all of his money into Berkshire, and then uh, so that would be re- when he returns to the present, he'd be a billionaire. And Mike's like, "That's it, money." Nothing right. you change. And that's right. all says I'm rested and he starts walking again. And that's and it's like this whole I mean, right up until the end, this show just swerves you. Like you know, like Breaking sure. Bad always did, and, and this show always did, because you're like, oh fuck. Because I, I I was going into this episode, I'm like, Saul's gonna redeem himself in some way. Mm-hmm. But then when you see that opening scene, it's like fuck, he's not redeeming himself, is he? <laughs> <laughs> they were like doubling and tripling down on that, yeah. like to make you want to hate Saul. Right. You exactly. know, Saul's been a lovable character. So that maybe so when long. he dies, we're like, yeah, he's dead, but well, he probably deserved it. I never so. really saw this character being killed or dying anyway. So right. yeah, that's when I was like, oh shit, what the fuck? So back to where we left off, Saul gets in his car, he he drives away. Uh, but Carol Burnett, Marianne, Marion gives the police his license plate number. And then uh, she's yeah, amazing. No, I just I just love her. She's the nosiest person that you'll ever see. She's one of those ladies that's always peeking through the blinds. Yeah. She's great. She probably has notes all over her house of people that are doing shit. Right. Uh, it's great. I love her. The police are after him. They're, they even got helicopters going after him. And uh, he hides in a dumpster and pulls out the vacuum guy's right. card. Right. But of course we know that actor's dead. So that's not going to happen. He, he opens a new phone, but it like spills everywhere all over the trash and everything. He starts picking up the pieces, but there's a knock on the dumpster. And when he opens it, there's four cops with their guns, their guns drawn on him. That was amazing. Okay. Like before this, cause you're still thinking that, you know, there's going to be a chance where Jimmy and Kim are going to get together so yeah. are you still thinking that Jimmy's going to find a way to get away? Like the police are going to just like disband and he's going to hop out of the dumpster? Because uh, like, I figured, me, I, I knew I he was going about to jail. It. I thought about it, but I, I felt it was a little too preposterous at that point. But I, I did think about it. It crossed my mind. I don't know. how did, Do we know how they knew he was in there? Was he just making too much noise? I don't think he was making too much noise, but I think they were just starting to search. Because remember, there was a cop car that pulled off in the other direction. And yeah. I imagine there's a cop car that probably pulled off at the other end of the alley. And yeah, but they were pretty confident. Checking. I mean, he like, sarca- the cop sarcastically knocked. 
I mean, you wouldn't do yeah. that if you were if you weren't sure. You would just open the dumpster and check. You was like, you know, anyone in there? Yeah. So fair enough. Paul's arrested, and uh, he calls the Cinnabon. The first phone call, he calls the Cinnabon uh, Cinnabon, and tells the employee, great. "You're going to need a new manager." Which reminded me of Gus when Gus was shot by Lalo. That's right. And he calls. He's like, "You need to update the schedule." Blah blah blah. I'll be back in a couple days. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that was great. So Saul starts losing his mind while they keep him locked away in a very small room for hours. We don't know I how just, long, but it was I love time. it. He's he's circling back and forth going, this is how I got caught? This is yeah. how I got caught? But, well, he's, no, he's like, this is, how, this is how they do it. Like, this is how they get people to talk by putting them alone in a room for... Uh, is that what he was saying? Okay. He's like, okay. this is how they do it. This is how they do it. Yeah. Mm. So Saul makes another phone call to Bill Oakley, who was formerly, uh, was he the DA or just a prosecutor? He was, I think he was an assistant DA. Assistant DA, but. Yeah, he was the guy I mean, that always make deals with Saul. Now he's the new Saul Goodman of Albuquerque, as we found out a few episodes ago. <laughs> and Saul is transported back to Albuquerque, and we see, that's where we see Hank's widow, Marie. And the prosecutors offer Saul a deal of 30 years. But Saul tells them, why don't you bring in Mr. Schrader's widow? She deserves to bring, she deserves to be here. So they bring her in and Marie tells Saul, they told me they found you in a garbage dumpster. Well, I guess that makes sense. Uh That's a good one. You know, good Marie. We realize this is like less than a year from the, the events of Breaking Bad. Oh, has it been just a year? Less than a year. Less Not even a year. a year since, like, like the final episode of Breaking Bad. Because he told Kim that... Because he told Kim it's been six years since they saw each other. So that means there was a four-year gap. And then and then he meets Walter White four years after he breaks... Him and Kim break up. That's... Okay, so... Because he told Marie, when he starts telling the story, he says, two years ago, a man walked into my office. That's right. Oh my! So he couldn't stay clean for one year. No, he couldn't stay clean for one year. He was no. going crazy as a Cinnabon guy. Right. That's uh But but also I, when you when when the episode where he fools the security guard in the mall, um, when you looked up Urban Meyer, it was like, well, the latest it could be was 2010. Right. Right. Yeah, and there was somewhere around there, like twenty ten. And, and that's and Breaking Bad, the final year was twenty ten. So it was the same that's year. That's right. Okay. So wow. Marie tells Saul about how great Hank and Steve Gomez were, and she says, You helped the two face poisonous bastard behind it all. And for money, you did it all for money. And Saul tells Marie, You and your husband are victims, and so am I. Again, like just no heart on this guy. Her husband was murdered, and he just lies to her face. This was his Emmy reel. This was great. At first, it was, oh, my God, of course. <laughs> At first, he tells a version of the truth. He says, Walter and Jesse kidnapped right. me, threatened to kill me. But then he says, there hasn't been a minute that I wasn't afraid of him. I worked for him because I knew what he would do to me if I refused. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had 10 people killed in three different prisons. Right. And he also says, Walter White might be dead but jesse and the others could still be out there and that's the first confirmation that walter white is dead in the final episode of better call saul we know 
that Walter White is dead. Might they didn't be even dead. confirm it in El Camino. Hashtag Walter White is alive is officially <laughs> over. It's officially over. Hashtag Walter White. Hashtag Walter White is still alive is dead. <laughs> confirmed dead. As dead as Walter White. Oh, and that's the right sad. decision, of course. Oh, we're for just, sure. We're just fanboys that you know don't want it to end, baby. Even if it would jump the shark with Walter White being, it wouldn't make any fucking sense, right? So, the prosecutor says, "You think jurors are going to buy that?" Because no one believes his story. And Saul says, "One, all I need is one." And you get a hung jury, baby. That's all yeah. he needs. And he was terrified. I mean, Saul. With that story, of course he's going to turn one person. Yeah, of course course. he is. So the prosecutor, he's like, oh, um, you know, Bill tells me you've never lost a case, but we'll see what happens with, you know, Mm -hmm. juries. You never know. And the prosecutor starts to, like, soften up and Marie notices and she storms off as Saul asks for some wiggle room. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Saul gets the prosecutor to agree to seven and a half years. He still was, got it. He, you it, still got it. Not, not only seven and a half years. He yeah. had 19 different requests. Yes. 19 different requests. He yes. was going for number 20 until they laid that bombshell on him. He was going to go to the Bernie Madoff prison that has a golf program. <laughs> you remember the end of Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. He goes to jail and he's playing tennis in jail. <laughs> Cause if if you have money and if you make the right deal and it's and it has to be a nonviolent crime, right? Then you get to go to one of these nice prisons where it's basically just a, a, a condo. <laughs> it's summer camp for leave. adults. <laughs> you have good food, you get to play tennis, and yeah, mm-hmm. like you just can't leave, but it's like staying at a hotel forever. Yeah, as long as you're staying. For as long as you're staying. Agree all that. But then Saul also he gets cocky because he's Saul Goodman, and uh, he demands to get one pint of Bluebell Mint Chocolate Chip ice cream every Friday during the duration he's locked up. Damn, that's the ice cream that he wants. Mint chocolate. Well, it's I guess like Texas. Bluebell's popular in Texas. It's probably popular in New Mexico as well. Oh, for sure. I'm just saying, mint chocolate chip. I would have wanted totally mint different chocolate flavor. chip. Yeah, not yeah. No, I'm not a fan of mint chocolate. And for seven straight years, I think you'd get old. Well, that's his favorite. It's his favorite, I guess. I mean, did your favorite ice cream change in your life at all? I also didn't need it for seven straight years. Once a week. No, I guess that's true. You but just when you're in you, jail. You asked, want something? I would have asked for like a rotating shift of bluebell ice cream. Yeah. So. <laughs> They don't agree to the ice cream, so Saul offers to give info on Howard Hamlin's death, but they tell him, they start laughing, they're like, well, yeah, Kim Wexler already told us a month ago, and he's obviously shocked by that. So this is where I was like, is this where he started to fuck over Kim, or did he fuck over Kim when he was, you know, agreeing to his deal? I don't know if that was ever made clear. No, he he was never fucking over Kim. No? Uh, not really. Because he was just going to tell them about like how Howard Hamlin died. Okay. The, the uh, fucking over Kim was was a, was a not real. That was him fucking with them that we'll go back to. We'll talk about ooh. that in a little bit. Okay. 
Uh, so let me go back to the Breaking Bad uh, timeline where Saul and Walter staying underground at the vacuum store and classic Walt is always trying to fix something. He This reminded me of that Fly episode where he yeah. was just going batshit crazy. He's like, did you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear that? It was a spark. It was a click. But he, I mean, yeah, that episode, but he's always doing that. He's always fixing shit in the house. And, you know, he's, <laughs> this, he's, he's got this dad was mode great. going. This was great. I loved it. So Saul, yeah, no, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good. Saul asked Walter, what would you do if you had a time machine? But that just infuriates Walter. He's like, that's, you know, preposterous. This is, you know, what are you talking about? Stay in your lane. <laughs> and he says, just say if I... Just ask if I have any regrets. Leave this time travel thing out of it. And right. Walter As finally, the scientist. Yeah. Walter finally calms down and he tells Saul the gray matter story that he told Jesse in season five of Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. where he's like, You asked me if I was in the meth business. I'm in the empire business. So second empire he built. Yeah. Technically, so, I guess. Uh, Saul says, you should have told me about this. Wrongful termination, intellectual property theft, <laughs> patent fraud. I have could have sunk my, teen, my teeth into this. And Walt says, you'd have been the last lawyer I have gone to. I love it's that. Just, you... It's funny because, like, Walter, Jesse, and Mike, like, they, they didn't know that he actually was a really good lawyer. Right. You know? They thought he was a joke for a long time. Like the um, the retirement home case that he found all on his own, right. uh, you know the sandpiper thing. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like no, you actually would want him if if <laughs> you actually would want him to be your lawyer. Well, back when Jimmy was hungry and stuff like that, yeah, you probably would have. But Jimmy was, you know, he was a he was a shell of himself. I would imagine, you know, not during Breaking Bad. Maybe maybe not shell of himself, but you know he's. He was still an excellent lawyer. Still an excellent lawyer, but more of a character, I guess. You know, and sure. he, well, yeah, yeah they thought him. he was a goofball. Goofball, yeah. Which he was, obviously. He but was. yeah. <laughs> so Walter asks about Saul's regrets, and Saul says he pulled a slip and fall when he was 22, but he actually hurt his knee, and it hasn't been the same ever since. And then Walter stands up and says, So you were always like this. Okay. I lost my shit when he said that because I was like, Oh my God, Walter is like everyone in the audience. Oh, so you've always been an asshole. Well, it's just like you've always been an egomaniac. Like you never made a mistake in your life. Right. But this is where I started to be like, you know what? Chuck, 100% right. Always stealing, always stealing from the candy drawer. Yeah. You know, back in the day when he was Couldn't a kid. Couldn't keep his hands out of the cash drawer. But not our Jimmy. Couldn't be precious Jimmy. Stealing them blind. <laughs> and he gets to be a lawyer. What a sick joke. I should have stopped him when I had the chance. And you, you have to stop him. You. Yeah, one of the best scenes, obviously, in the show. Oh, a little known cameo comes up later from that scene. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So <laughs> back to the present. Saul's being transported on a public plane. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they did this. With that was. Well, that might have been one of his 19 conditions. <laughs> I actually Googled it a bit, and apparently that happens sometimes if there's yeah. like some other options. I think it does, yeah. Um, but I, I like how they, they cover his handcuffs with a jacket, all his chains with a jacket. Mm-hmm. So like, hopefully people don't notice, but it's like, okay. 
Yeah. So uh, that's where Bill tells him that Howard's widow is planning to sue Kim and civ in uh, civil court. And that's where everything changes for Jimmy. Right. And he tells Bill that he has some new information that he wants to trade with the D, with the, uh, not the DA, but the prosecutors. Right. And in so, the hopes that it could, you know, maybe arouse some curiosity and maybe get back to Kim too. So I think that well, might have been his plan. Yeah, it was it was just well because yeah, it was just to get Kim to go to Albuquerque. That's all right. Because he wanted but, you know, to see it. It, it. it was elaborate because you know he didn't say anything like tell Kim, you know, but he was hoping by making up this, you know, elaborate ruse that it would get back to her. And you know, it, it did. Yeah. So in Florida, Kim volunteers at a free legal office. Uh, and uh, the assistant DA of Albuquerque calls her to tell her about Saul being arrested and that he's giving testimony mm -hmm. that affects her. Right. And we, we don't know what that is yet, but everyone ends up in the Albuquerque court for the United States versus Saul Goodman. And all of this is just, just for the judge to review the plea bargain and then <laughs> approve it. I, I got to say two things. First, this was the last time we got to see Saul. You know, you don't get to see the fancy suit because it's black and white. Right. Yeah. But he was all decked out. And you can no, tell. No, no, he, had, he like, had a Saul Goodman suit for sure. A Saul Goodman suit. But did you hear the song choice that was playing underneath his walk into the court? No. So this was uh, this was uh, someone's cameo of an Elvis song called Only Believe. And the lyrics are, Lordy, only believe, only believe. All things are possible if you only believe. Okay. You have to believe that Jimmy's going to make a turn. I think that's Maybe. what this is saying. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, he's in his suit and he sits there and just like he said in the pilot episode, it's showtime. Yeah. And it certainly was. Callback. Saul, Saul has Bill as his advisory counsel. He chose to represent himself. And um, Poor Bill. First, the judge asked the prosecutor about the generous deal that they made and Bill writes Saul a note that says, don't worry. She always accepts these deals. Right. Um, but Saul interrupts and convinces the judge to let him speak. And at first, Saul tells the judge the same sob story about Walter White that he told the prosecutors. And it's mm -hmm. once again, completely swerving the audience because yep. they're showing the prosecutors they're showing Marie, Marie, like, and oh, they're showing, no. and, and they're all like, "Oh, here he goes with again with this bullshit." Mm -hmm. Like it's not even necessary at this point, right? He's like thumbing his nose almost at them. Yeah, that's what they thought. But after he mentions the kidnapping, he ditches the sob story and tells the truth that he helped Walter White build his empire. I loved it. He couldn't have done anything without me. Walter right. Wet would be dead in a ditch in two weeks without me. <laughs> Without me, <laughs> probably. True. I mean, that's probably true as well. Probably true. Yeah. Same uh, there and Paul. Uh, yeah, maybe. So yeah. the judge tells Saul, you know, you're contradicting your statements and all that, and he also says he lied to the government about Kim's involvement in Howard's murder because he just wanted her to come here. So I guess he told them that, like, she had some, like, like that she had something like even worse to do with Howard's death because they right. already know what Kim said. So he must've been like, Oh no, that's it's way worse than that. Or maybe she lied about her involvement. Yeah. She was actually the one that pulled the trigger type of thing. Right. Or, exactly. Yeah. 
so Saul tells the the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, <laughs> all under oath. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Walter White wouldn't have done it without me. And then Saul looks at Kim, and she's still not satisfied yet. He just wants her approval at this point. Like he's just stop hating me, please. And yeah, um, he looks at her. She's she's still not satisfied. And then he talks about Chuck. And he mentions Chuck, and then they did a special camera shot just for him with with the exit sign in the foreground with the electricity. (laughs) That was fucking great. That was great. Awesome callback. So Saul admits to uh, screwing up Chuck's career and, you know, basically causing Chuck to commit suicide. Right. And then finally, when the judge says, all right, you know, you're done. Sit down, Mr. Goodman. He says, McGill, I'm James McGill. Oh, so, that's a full face turn. Full face turn. <laughs> My God. Uh, then Jimmy looks at Kim in the back of the court. And Kim does her best to hold back a smile. But you can see, like, it, it's just barely there. Right. It's like, oh, my God. I thought, I thought the last episode was the waterworks, but I was wrong. So back to season one, we have Jimmy bringing Chuck some groceries. This felt just like, I I was like, did they just play like a a scene from season one or is this like a a new scene or deleted scene or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Like it felt just like this, the same scenes from season one where he brings them for sure. Yeah. It could have fit in there uh, at any time. Chuck tells Jimmy, if you don't like where you're headed, you could always change it. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy tells, you know, ask Chuck, when have you ever changed your path? And he leaves. And then we see that Chuck was reading a time machine novel. Right. Great. So. Great. The writing, this this whole episode was just a masterpiece. Everything yeah. flowed so well. Right. So back to the present, Jimmy is being transported on a prison bus and He's not going to the golf prison anymore. That's for sure. You know, Supermatch, you notice baby. right away that he's with some, you know, hard inmates. Right. This guy, this first giant guy turns around and Jimmy's like sweating. He's like, oh, God, this is going to be rough. And all the prisoners on the bus recognize him and they start loudly chanting better call Saul. Saul's so like, well, at least he won't be raped in prison. <laughs> I'll be honest, I let out a big smile and I laughed. I was like, you know what? In prison, Jimmy's going to have it all right. You know? Yeah. He finally turned his life around. He's not going to be asshole. And he's not going to have his asshole raped. So it's a good good deal for Jimmy. So I don't know how long he was in prison for. We don't know. But he gets a visitor and it's Kim. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how? How? And she's like, yeah, it turns out my New Mexico bar card doesn't have an expiration date. Oh. And Kim looks, you know, she makes sure that no one's watching them. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, are they about to fuck? (laughs) Like, like, well, or just like, like, I want him to get together so bad. Making out or something. I was like, why is she making sure no one's watching? Right. Fuck him right in there. You know what I mean? (laughs) But no, that doesn't happen. That would be ridiculous. I was just, like I said before, I was hoping for a happy ending between these two but of course it's the breaking bad universe no one right. gets a happy ending well you just wanted to see color pop back on the screen <laughs> yeah i guess in the end did. i guess in the end jesse got a happy ending as far as you know as far as we know 
Potentially. I think it got mauled by a grizzly bear probably in Alaska. <laughs> so she makes sure no one's watching and uh, they share a cigarette while leaning against a wall. Hmm. Just like when they were at Hamlin, Hamlin so McGill. Yep. And Kim says you had it down to seven years. And Jimmy like says, yeah. she was impressed, kind of. Yeah, I did. And mm-hmm. then she says 86 years. And she knows. She knows why. But yeah. Jimmy says, but with good behavior, behavior, who knows? And Kim laughs. Because, yeah. of course, he's going to die there. Probably. 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 Um, but he's going to live yeah. like a king. And then the, the hardest part, the hardest part was the final shot. <laughs> like Saul watching Kim leave from behind the gate while everyone, the other guys are playing basketball. He gives her the finger guns that she gave him once upon a time. Tugging at the heartstrings. And, and then that's it. You just, you, you see her point of view. Like it's the camera shot of Saul watching her. And then eventually you don't see him anymore. Yeah. And the show ends. And the it's show ends. Saul gone. It's all gone. gone. It's all gone. This was a really, really good way to end it. You know, he Saul didn't die, you know, yeah. and he's he's probably gonna have an all right life in, in a supermax prison. Well, a better life than you can the only person that imagine. went to the only person that actually did any time for any of these breaking bad. Yeah, and that's what that's what I was kind of saying in the last episode. I was like, you have to have someone going to jail. None of these motherfuckers cannot escape jail time with all the shit that they did. Everyone has either died or, in Jesse's case, gotten killed by a grizzly bear or something like that. You know, you have to have someone to pay the toll and solve. You know, he kind of bit the bullet for everybody. Well, everyone else died. Jesse got a happy ending. Everyone else died. So, yeah, uh, Saul was the one that went to prison. And, man, that was rough. Yeah. That was. I'm not ashamed to admit that I cried at the end of that the end seeing him just stand there as she I didn't, I didn't cry but i was super sad and it was really really sad but a really really good end really good end it was yeah so why did saul do the right thing because he didn't he didn't want to be an asshole and i think this was the way for the um howard's wife not to Sue Kim taking the legal responsibility Jimmy, away from Kim. Jimmy's only cared about two people, Chuck, until yeah. he was done with him. Right. But really, it's been Kim this all along. Only it's Kim, always been much. Kim. Uh, my original feeling was that he did all because as soon as he finds out Kim's going to get sued, he, that's when the plan changes. Right. Um. But in the interview with Peter Gould, he said that that's not why he did it. Wow. Um, but but it's also, I, I think he just wanted Kim to not hate him anymore. That could be but it, too. Kim wanted me to do the right thing, and I'm, I'm going to do the right. Because, again, every time when he was, when he was giving his you know, new um, sworn statement or whatever in front of the judge when he was telling the truth, he kept looking back. She's not smiling yet. He Did I do it back. yet? Did I do it? She's not smiling. And then when he finally mentions Chuck, and he, like, that's every, he got everything. 
out in the open. He looks back and then she starts to smile. She just, he just wanted her to not hate him anymore. I could see that, you know, especially with, I guess, how how upset he was in the phone booth, knowing that, you know, she probably did have some some feeling of resentment towards towards him. You know, he yeah. got away technically. They still love He's each still other. still not sorry. She still loves him, but she knows they can't be together, obviously. She doesn't like who he's become, but yeah. uh, he finally owned up to it and paid the price. And and really, he went to jail for the rest of his life because he loves Kim. So the moral of the story is never love anyone. Wait, so was Better Call Saul a love story all along? Absolutely. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. part of it, yeah. Yeah. In the end, that's the last thing. That's Pretty the last much. thing. And, uh, you know, Saul's an optimistic guy. I mean, even, even in jail, he's still like, you know, that's fine. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, well, so he's certainly going to be fine. I you was... saw the people kind of respected him. Hey, I'm, I, mean, I got you, Saul. Yeah, sure, you'll be fine in jail. Right. In a jail <laughs> eating shitty food on a shitty bed the rest of your life. All that just so that Kim doesn't hate him anymore. Love is a love is a strange thing, Andrew. Sure is. Yeah. So, ah, what a show! I know. I know that we said that we're going to do our top five villains in the next upcoming episode, but I think we really should do our top five Better Call Saul episodes. Better Call Saul episodes. Yeah, I we can do both. We can we'll, do both. We'll do the the movie villains for everyone else. They could all put in there. And we could throw those in there. I mean, the Waterworks is in the top five. This is probably in the top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, the episode where he told where you know he gets Chuck to go crazy with the you know the monologue I did earlier, chicanery, right? Chicanery. Yeah. That's in the top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? I mean, I. Well, the, but then you got a, um, or maybe the top five scenes. Well, no, um, you said episodes. Episodes, because then you got uh, um, uh, uh, Nacho's death. Nacho's death was amazing. Mike and Jimmy in the desert was great. Eh, I think it's better ones. I mean, the episode this season of Lalo going to Germany and doing all that stuff was so fucking great too. You love that? I did. It was fine. I, I didn't love that so much. But yeah. I mean, this is. I just I just want to talk about this universe more. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to let go. No, you don't let go. I, it's a child I don't want to let go of. We do have some fan <laughs> questions and comments. Oh shit! Okay, wow, already? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Steve the Don Volante just said, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" All right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris Dibbert says, uh, "This hasn't been a lawyer. There hasn't been a lawyer shown over a decade. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but I was thrilled." To see some actual lawyer maneuvering back on the show. Uh, question: Either of you been to jail? Yes, I have not been to jail because I'm a good what? boy. Josh what? has apparently twice, and for what? <laughs> Stupid reasons. Stupid reasons. Stupid okay. reasons. So I guess <laughs> if uh, if if Josh had a time machine, you'd know what he'd use it for. Yeah. But I've been jail free for almost two decades. Okay, great. No, yeah, yeah two, uh, decade and a half. Uh huh. Jake Baker, would you personally <laughs> call Saul if you needed a lawyer? Yeah, yeah, I would. 
I, I, mean, I think it, I think it depends on what you did, but certainly if it's a criminal offense, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mills, uh, Mrs. Balls Mahoney. Uh, I guess he didn't like it. He said mid finale disappointing. Really? I, uh, I wholeheartedly disagree. Yeah, this had so many great. callbacks and cameos and yeah. just Jimmy's performance or Salt Bob Odenkirk's performance <laughs> twice in this episode in yeah. two different versions of the same story. I mean, this was a great Bob Odenkirk episode. Oh, Steve the Don Valente had a question. If you had a time machine, what would you change? Well, you know what? There was this chick in uh, – in high school who asked me to a Sadie Hawkins dance and I turned her down because she was too tall and uh, I should have never turned her down. Too tall? Too tall. I thought you liked the tall ones. Listen, I was, I was had a lot of problems back in the day. Okay. So so I'll be Mike in this situation. Be like, that's it. Sex. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. Sex. I could have been married. Josh Josh hasn't learned his lesson yet. No, what you should have been was like you, but it should have been like Walter. Oh, so you're just always like this? Yeah, you've always been this way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you go back. You get you get you get uh, this week's lotto numbers, and then you go back a week. That's what you. Oh, do. so it's just about money, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a couple of regrets I have, but they're a little too personal to mention on a podcast. Oh, I mentioned this idea. That's personal. That's nothing. Get out of here. That's that's about love. That was that's about nothing. young love. Fine, I'll no give one. I'll, I'll I'll give one. I uh play football in high school. Oh, you didn't play football. I I joined I I I I was on the football team sophomore year, mm-hmm. but I was 5'4. Okay. I didn't hit puberty till the second half of my junior year. That's mm. when I got tall, and that's when all of a sudden I got pretty good at throwing the football. And mm. Clements was so bad until Derek Carr showed up that I think <laughs> if I stuck it out by senior year, I could have been – I mean, at least I could have been playing, you know? Um, right. Yeah, I always – I always, I've, I've thought about that a few times. Like, what if I played actually played football in high school and then maybe I could have played in college as some, you know, something. Who knows, right? Okay, know. if we're going for a Pretty real confident reg- on my quarterback abilities, if we're going for a real regret of mine outside of the Sadie Hawkins dance. I wholeheartedly regret that I never made Eagle Scout. I quit at Life Scout, and I one hundred percent always, always, always wish I would have finished it. I was so close to finishing, yeah. but I just didn't. Right. That's probably my biggest regret, to be honest. Okay, Eagle Scout. Pop culture junkie, That's what series? One. What series would you like to see have a Better Call Saul type prequel show, such as Seinfeld, The Office? I don't know about either of those shows. What um, would Seinfeld prequel be? I don't think Seinfeld <laughs> works without all of them together. Right. But I'm uh, trying to think other dramas. Oh, so anything, not just those two. No, no, no. He says any any show. Hmm. Any show. Uh, you know what? Uh, Rick and Shane from Walking Dead before the outbreak. Oh, yeah. Rick and Shane, the police cops. Police cops. <laughs> Why did I say police cops? That's like, no, there's a Simpsons, uh, <laughs> Simpsons episode where there's a show called Police Cops. 
they're like, sir. And they're like, it's the, uh, they go, it's the cops. And he goes, worse, the police cops. <laughs> that would have been a good show. Rick and Shane as police in Alabama, Georgia. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Foxton, uh, that scene with Walt made me look at the end of Breaking Bad in a new way. It was his one regret with how he squeezed out of gray matter and then he sees them on TV saying he didn't contribute much, uh, leading to him going out of yeah. the way he did rather than turning himself in. Just a great use of a guest appearance. It's true because yeah, uh, he even told Saul that gray matter was founded on discoveries he made. Yeah, very true. Wait, so... Yeah, so Walter got pretty good. Uh, but pretty but that's, good he also he also told that to Gretchen in like season one of Breaking Bad. So we've known this. Yeah, but it was but like stupid. when when you think of it, like I guess Jesse's cameo was kind of really just wasted. No, I liked it. But I mean, it I really like that he interacted with like Kim actually interacted with other people in Breaking Bad, like Jesse. I like that scene. I guess okay, yeah, I can. See I thought that. the first scene with them and and Saul in the RV, um, I didn't wasted. feel like that really served much of a purpose. But mm, it was okay. still, I still like the scene. I just you know, right? I think it was just to reintroduce them to this you know show instead like, of having them just gonna be in a couple scenes. Up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Rizzler, not sure. And also, I mean, he did mention the kidnapping in the final episode. So yeah, it was it was good that they um, re that they they showed us all that again. Makes sense. Because yeah. if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, then you haven't seen that since two thousand nine, right? Season two. Yeah. Uh, the Rizzler, not sure about you guys, but I'm keeping my mouth shut and taking the seven years. <laughs> that's, that's he's hard. obviously never been in love, Rizzler. <laughs> You're not in love. <laughs> love makes you do crazy shit it sure does i once drove across the country shut up that was not love uh omar well, it's more lust i guess <laughs> when jimmy and not even you didn't do anything uh when jimmy and kim share that cigarette you see the tip is in color i did notice that i did notice that like the oh she, when she lit the when she lit when she you know flipped the lighter like the fire where was colored there and when the cigarette was lit, there was oh, the little bits of orange. Uh, Omar says to me, "That's a little spark of love." That they still oh, have that's so sweet! A little oh spark of God. love that they still have for each other. Omar, wow, that's great. Omar, I love it. That's great. Omar, wow, wow, Omar. Yeah, that's really fucking deep. I think and, you're right. Uh, Vince Gillian's just gonna go. No, that's not it. We couldn't figure out how to get how to get the gray how to get the orange out. No. <laughs> I, I can turn everything black and white with a click of a button. It's, it's not. Oh, 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 that's an opportunity. Turn this black. No, oh, fuck off. I don't listen to you. <laughs> but yeah, it's easy. And unblack. Shut up. Unblack. It's black and white, you fool. Anyways, that is all the questions and comments we have. I don't want to stop. I don't want to. I don't want to let it go. Well, we're not going to let it go because I don't want to um, let it go. What the next podcast we're going to be talking about our favorite? Oh, maybe not. It's just our we favorite just memories. Yeah, it's just our favorite memories. We got to give one more send off to to the greatest universe that you know has probably been in TV for a long time. Ever? Yeah, yeah I'm 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 having a hard time grasping what could be better. 
You know, I, I you don't know. know a coworker happens. told me in 2012 or 2013, whenever I started watching Breaking Bad, he said, Breaking Bad's the best show ever. Mm-hmm. And he was right. I agreed with him after I watched Breaking Bad. I said, you're right. It's the best show ever. Yeah. It's probably the best media ever, better than any movie, really. Because if a TV show is good, like, it's actually easier to make a good TV show than a good movie because a good movie, you have two or three hours max to sure. tell an entire story. Right. A TV show, you have, what, was Breaking Bad, 80 episodes? I mean, you have, you know. Something like that. 80 hours to tell a story. So And to keep it interesting and keep everything making sense yeah. for that long, it's quite a difficult so Breaking to do. Bad's the best show ever, and I think Better Call Saul's the second best show ever, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, probably. I'm hard-pressed to find anything also, better. Also, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge, uh, that was pretty good, too. I love that show. That, was hilarious. that show is hilarious. Is that the one you watch with Aaron all the time? Yeah, yes. Okay. That's that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, so the top three right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a crazy top three. <laughs> oh, you know, it's oh, so much fun watching that show. I, I need to watch that show after this shit. Oh, yeah, I need to laugh. You I need to laugh at people falling into the water. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. I guess there's nothing left to say. Thank you, Vince Gilligan. Thank you, Peter Gould. Thank you to all the actors and everyone that worked on these shows. Damn. Didn't think television could be that good. Finger gun salute. <laughs> Finger gun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that uh, that about wraps it up. Uh, thank you, uh, everyone, uh, you know, watching this or listening, going on this journey together. Yeah. Uh, Maybe one day we'll have to revisit this. Hey, like Vince Gilligan said, if everything he does fails, then uh, he'll come back to it and do something else. The Salamanca story needs to be told. You could, it, yeah, you certainly could. Yeah. Also, Bob Odenkirk is starring in a show on AMC. I did and, like, yeah. And Giancarlo Esposito has his own show on AMC that's coming. They said that. They're like, don't worry. They might, uh, Saul and Gus might be leaving, but Bob Odenkirk and. Esposito aren't, you know, so. I love that. That was pretty funny. I was like, hey, this is the perfect time to plug your shit. (laughs) Yeah. So thanks for watching this bonus episode, and uh, we'll see you next week where uh, we're going to be reviewing uh, She-Hulk and House of the Dragon. Yep. (sighs) It's going to be... It's going to be a sad night. It's going to be sad. It already is, yeah. Good night, everybody.